going to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. <clears throat> it's Monday, another manic Monday. Wish it was Sunday. That's my fun day. But enough of quoting songs from 30, 40 years ago. Troy is here, as he usually is on Mondays. How are you, good sir? I'm all right, how are you? I'm okay, I'm okay. And Mr. Spotlow is here for a change of pace on a Monday. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm all right, I'm all right. I mean, there's a lot we could cover. I mean, number one, Troy, we didn't get a chance really to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, we talked a little bit after we went and watched the flick, but... Yeah, we didn't get to talk about it on air last week. No, no. You, health issues continue. But it sucks. I hate that that's happening to you, man. Yeah. Seth, have you had a chance to see that movie yet? No, I have not. you seen many of the Marvel movies? Yes. I am up to date on everything that has come out. Other than Spider-Man. Uh, that's physically out. Oh, so you haven't seen Endgame yet. Right. Okay, you got to see me. Endgame Don't before you see... I got you. Uh, I do it in order. Okay. I'm doing them right. All right. And so we're cognizant. Troy and I will be spoiler-free here. Thank you. Thank sure. you very much. I appreciate that. But the idea is this. After this big blowout with uh, Endgame, and by the way, that was what I did this weekend, that little song we came into. Oh, it's okay. kind of a test. That's good, man. Well, it's, yeah, it needs some work. The first one was better. needs a little bit of... It, well, that one's more unfinished. It was more like, can I get my, my funk on? It can a little bit. needs needs some more work. But... Uh, after Endgame, like, you know, the big finish of any long saga, I'm like, okay, it's done. And I wasn't expecting much out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then we went and saw it and, like, forgot it was even out. Like, I, we didn't even talk about it the Monday before. And then somebody said, hey, you and Troy going to go see that? It's like, I oh, guess. Yeah, right. yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I text you, and I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I knew what we were getting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if <laughs> it was going to be like exactly like the comics, and, and obviously none of their movies are right. Ever. So I didn't know if there was going to be an extra twist. It had just the right amount of twists. Had some turns. Mm-hmm. You called it. You called the heel turn. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spider Man's Italian oh cousin. Yeah. Well, you yeah is. Oh, Aunt May? No. Oh, he's Night Italian. Monkey. <laughs> Night Monkey? Yeah. He, yeah. he like he 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 doesn't want to be seen as Spider-Man. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. It'll give you. up his identity with his classmates. So he wears an all-black suit and he has to come up with a name for it on the spot and he's like Night Monkey. <laughs> wow. There's a It's like Geraldo basically on TV now. They're talking about what's going on in Italy and they keep mentioning somebody by the name of Night Monkey <laughs> and everybody's like who is Night Monkey? <laughs> yeah, and they're just it had the lightheartedness of a good Spider-Man movie. Like I mean it essentially is based in high school kid emotions which is great. But then not giving anything away, you're going to want to stay for the end credits scene. Always, man. I saw the trailer for both it. of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Usually, some of these in credit scenes are just sometimes they're just gags or a nice Easter egg. No, these both have ramifications huge. going forward. Really? They're yeah, cool. it, and it's really cool that they saved it. I was wondering, are they going to be able to advance the MCU along with this the next movie after Endgame? Yes, they got a huge list of movies, don't they? Yeah, they go like way deep into it. But I was worried about the handing off of the baton, and I think they handed it off really well. Cool. It's 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 probably going to be Secret Wars. Secret Wars? Really? Yeah. yeah cool. With the scroll or whatever? Yeah. So basically, yeah. Um, they, the superheroes scroll. start doing things that are not like them. And it comes right. to find out that 
the scroller kidnapping superheroes and they can shapeshift yeah. and they're acting as superheroes. Uh, so that's I see where they're going. They keep on reading the comics, man, mm-hmm. and then will never go bad. Oh, that's from uh that's from twenty fifteen. They're they're Wait, there's they, another it's not, they're past that. They killed the multiverse with that. Oh real oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll shut them now. Look, <laughs> can we change the subject, fellas? Yeah, because you're it's seen nice it. to meet you. Yeah, it's it really nice is. Man. Too, so. I listen to you all the time, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like, I like your shirt. Really? Thank you. Oh, huh. head well, like a big hole. fan. Head like a hole is that's. Yeah. yeah, you need to tell him. He needs to learn. I'm trying yeah. to. He need, pretty hate head me. like a hole by Nine Inch Nails. Down in it, man. You I don't love. Think it. I've heard that song. You but... love. You love drum machines, right? Yeah, yeah you love it. Their industrialized drum sound is mostly insane. Drum I have to check it out. I have to check it out. Now I, w- I want to play a little bit of a game because Seth mentioned something to me, Troy. Um, that he is recently, you know, he's a single man. It's he's a single dad. Soon too. You just had your uh, your birthday party with Rose. Yep, she's three. You did Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. right? It was hardcore, man. So he's a single dad getting his stuff together. I mean, you're looking good tonight. You got the glasses. You've shaved the hair, you know, when you were doing that extra. You're coming along since Apparently. I first met you. And now you've decided to hop on Tinder. Now I'm hopping right back off. The only reason it's still there is for you. <laughs> so I can come in here and be like, hey, you know. Because oh, it is that bad. It is terrible. Really? It's worthless. I mean, it reminded me of who I am. That people are terrified of this. Unless you know me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you don't know me, then you're not going to be like, hey, what's going on? You know? What, did you have to pick photos to put up there? You Man, it's just me. I put off this whole vibe. <laughs> well, fair enough. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, Troy, you're just meeting him. Does he give off a vibe to you? No. No? Not, no. I mean, I, so for most people, I think rarely do you see someone and you're like, I've never seen anybody like you before. You look like a roommate I used to have named Drew. Right. Yeah. yeah. See? Cool. Yeah, I mean, and also you are a little more cleaned up than the first time I met you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're looking, seriously, you look good these days. A little more groomed, everything's going well. That needs a trim, and then yeah. everything's good. But, so, you, how has it been bad? Because I've thought about hopping on Tinder just for the, you know, the fun of it, the swiping. Not just, really expecting much out of it. You can you can go right all day. Or wait, left all day. Whatever it is, you can go, the, the just no, decline no, 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 okay. that's what it is. It's sure. a whole bunch of no's, man. It's, no, 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 because I'm, you know me. Because, Troy, you're still single, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering. I'm still single for, you know, it's complicated. But uh, I'm thinking about it. I need to do something. I'm not and here for the booty calls. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what's on the profile? Yeah, that's like half of them. And uh, I got four kids. <laughs> Just want you to know. Whole lot of filters. But every time I've jumped on one of these dating sites, I feel like, like, I just feel weird. This isn't me. Like, I'm not good at that sort of presentation. Like, here's some photos of me. Here's some clever wordplay going on in my messages to you. Like, I don't feel like myself. And also, I end up being very, very picky. Yeah, like, oh, just man. in terms of the photo. They'd eat you alive. What? I bet they would, man. No. That's not been my experience. Man, oh. It's- Troy, tell him. Like, I have a unique ability to repel women. It's... For millennia, we have caught fish in the same way, and they have never learned. Likewise, with Joey, he has <laughs> caught fish the same way, and he never learns. No. He has had some, sometimes it almost seems like a sitcom, how awry things can go. It's bad. That's why we get along, man. We went on a double date once. And uh, we went to a restaurant, and this guy, he orders the Hot Lips. This is back when it was, it was before it was Baumhauer's Victory Grill on the boulevard. It was Wings. It was Uh Baumhauer's Wings right there. I remember it. So, and the Hot Lips are still in the menu over at Baumhauer's Victory Grill. He gets the Hot Lips. Yeah. He he basically just, it would be like eating garlic. Like, (laughs) yes, it's good, but not on a date. It's what I wanted. (laughs) This is the thing. This is why I'm not good with dating. It's like, no, that's what I would have ordered if I had just been hanging out with Troy. It's like, I'm going to get what I get. Like, there's no, you know, secret messaging here. You got to be like that, man. You know, but people aren't like that. And it scares people off when you're like that. Because I know, because I'm straightforward. And what do they do? They turn around and book it. Do you remember 
that my current roommate, he's still going to be my roommate after I do this move this weekend, Jonathan. He showed up in the middle of the date. Yeah, the double date. Really? With a t-shirt on that said, welcome to the gun show. <laughs> and it's with arrows pointing to his arms. He still has that That's shirt, awesome. by the way. Classic. He wears it still. However, 15 years later, 14 years Nothing later. Nothing wrong with that. No, it, but it adds up <laughs> over time. No, but then we went to like a movie with them, right? These two ladies. We met them at the movies. Oh, yeah. See, and here's my deal. is I When I meet somebody, I can't help myself from thinking like, oh, if I kiss this person, it means like marriage and babies and like i immediately start thinking like 20 years in the future and it freaks me out so i don't kiss them now i've somewhat gotten over that but it's still there so in this moment at 16 years old this girl wanted to kiss me even though i got the hot lips yeah and i uh i didn't she had a lot of makeup on you were how old were you 16 you were 16 yeah if you haven't learned by then by now than years. Yeah, oh, I've I've definitely learned. Well, it's all Get it's, hammered. It's obviously <laughs> a, a process. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a awkward thing. And every time I've tried one of these dating sites, I mean, are there folks on there that just I haven't been on there in a while? Are there folks on there that are just desperate? Not my cup of tea, man. You know what I'm saying? There was nobody that interested you. Very, very few. And then you got to go through the odds game of them doing the same thing. And then you, and you just got to, it's too much weeding in, too much work. And like you said, it's not me. It's mm-hmm. not me. I mean, it looks like me, but that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Would you swipe right on yourself? Yeah. <laughs> because I know who I am. I'm a good dude. No matter how homeless I look, I'm a good well, dude. Me, me, for Joey, anyway, the lesson would be... I would swipe left on myself. <laughs> if, yeah, don't use the app until you'd swipe right on yourself. Yeah, the self-loathing is strong. Don't worry about it. Very self Although, obviously, there's a much greater positive correlation with population density. I mean, I, yes. I believe it would yeah. be much easier to be more successful in a megalopolitan area rather than um, Fungumry. Uh, no, it picks up all the way to, like, Florida. Yeah, but who wants to travel that far? It's it, it, Florida, Florida Panhandle, <laughs> right. which is weirder than Alabama. Yeah, like all these weird Florida man stories. Not Panhandle, that whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a panhandle. panhandle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad, man. It's just a waste, and I've just I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And then I was gonna get rid of it, and I was like, oh, let me wait until I see Joey. So because we had the conversation about this. Well, you need the screenshot. I don't want the names. I'm not looking to. Embarrass oh no, it's anybody. cool. You get all of it. But if there are any like special write ups on there, I want to see them. So we can read these bad boys. Hey, man. And all, I have to hop on there myself just for fun. Of, and by the way, you know, I wasn't going to share this, but all of a sudden I got a text from my brother's new wife, Caroline. And she's like, uh, hey, uh, Loki, I got a question for you. I'm like, it's nine o'clock at night. Oh. Like, what, what's up? She's like, I met this person, and she asked about you, like, twice after seeing you in the wedding photos, but she lives in Atlanta. Can I, like, said, can I give her your number? I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's have some fun. No, this person's been texting with me. She, It's not been, like, crazy back and forth, but it's like, hey, what's up? Oh, if you could see your eyebrows right now, you would know that it's been, uh-huh. there's interest there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it still going on? It hasn't stopped yet, has no, it? No, no. No, we seriously have exchanged, like, I don't know. Eeyore just walked out the door. Like, three questions and answers. That's three questions and answers mm-hmm. 20 years wow. into the future. Yep. Yeah, stop it. Here I've tried to suppress that aspect of myself. <laughs> no, she seems lovely. It's just like, and I'll text her this. Um, I'm not going to say anything I wouldn't text her. Atlanta. It's like, you know, you're three hours away. Love. Yeah. Seems like a lot it. of work. You seem like a great person. But you should go to Atlanta United game. Yeah? Yeah. Wait, you weren't here for this whole women's soccer hullabaloo. I mean, my take is we've all we've broken it down. It's like apparently the women make 13 to 15% of their gross revenue goes to the, the women's team's salary. 9% of gross revenue goes to the men's salary. Right. Essentially, the men make a lot more money. They generate a lot more revenue. Right. But, I mean, did you have any hot takes, unique takes on what Rapino and the women were doing? I, I would call her Rapina. Rapina? <laughs> That's his name. That's her name. Oh, it's Rapina. Rapino. 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 Okay. Where's she from? Uh, 
Washington. Cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, or as a kid, I think North California. Okay. Um, what is my opinion on it, or do yeah. I have hot takes? Or either. Either. Did you? I don't have anything. Uh, my takes are pretty cold. Okay. Freezing Ice cold. cold. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they should get paid more. Yeah. Duh. I think that what they do for the sport is something that the men could never come close to doing for the sport in the United States. Um, the weird thing is how the United States Soccer Federation has grouped with the NWSL ownership. So the NWSL is the National Women's Soccer League in the mm-hmm. United States. Um, they just got all their games picked up, the rest of the games picked up by ESPN. Before okay. they were being shown on Lifetime. Why? On YouTube. Wow. Well, no wonder wow. the revenue so low. You know what? No one wanted to pick it up. Lifetime. So like all of this PR stuff that ESPN's like trying to piggyback off of the excitement of the World Cup, it's like, please. Right. I'll see it until when you put your money where your mouth is, ESPN. Oh, right. Um but the lowest paid player from a foreign country on an NWSL team, I'm sorry, the highest paid player from a foreign country on an NWSL team cannot make more money than the lowest paid player on the U.S. women's national team. Okay. So if they're making like $14,000, 15, 20, right. not a very large amount, then the league quality can't go up. Right. Because of the salary cap. But the salary cap is dependent upon how much the United States Soccer Federation play, pays the women's players themselves. Also, the men have more of a dedicated salary with their own teams. Hmm. For the longest time, the last 30 years, 20 years, uh, no, probably 30, the women's team has subsisted their life on how they represented their country. So they would get $30,000 a year, basically, for representing the U.S. women's national team. And anything that they did on the side, they could keep. But that was how they made their money. The men, was it like Josie Altador and Michael Bradley both play in Toronto, and they're making $5 million? So it sounds like the MLS has more of a traditional professional sports league structure, where these guys can make a lot more money, plus all the revenue-sharing deals. There's a lot more money to be made. Yeah. Uh, now, MLS has its own Bass Ackwards mm-hmm. way of doing things. Uh, as a matter of fact, all United States sports teams have weird ways of how they do their structures compared to the rest of the world. There's no salary caps. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's why there's such a thing as financial doping in soccer. You see, folks, uh, this story, and that's why I wanted to ask you, even though it's a last week's story, is because most people weighing in on this, like myself, I don't know anything about women's soccer other than I watched some of the Women's World Cup. And it's, it's, so a lot of people, I think, are coming from their normal political, cultural positions, like, oh, this is in the news, let's comment on it. You're actually a soccer fan. You know how a lot yeah, of these, yeah. these teams work, a lot of these federations and For leagues sure. work. And it does sound like, man, that uh, whole structure just needs to be chained from the bottom up. Well, we can't do that because the business owners are the ones that have all the sway. It, yeah. it happens with every team in the United States. Uh, you see it, um, it plays out a lot more frequently in the NBA with major market and small market teams um in the rest of the world they don't really have that it's sink or swim if you come in the three last places in the english premier league you're getting relegated that's you're going to get a one-time balloon payment from the money that the tv companies spend to like have the league televised and then you you got to either be successful on the field or you're going to fail right there's no pro rel is what it's called uh, Do you think the change is coming for that? Because I remember like four years ago when they won, when it was four years ago when they won uh, the last time. Do I think they're going to get more money? Yeah, because they were complaining Rose about it. it. They were complaining about how much they made four years ago when they won. Yeah. And it, they haven't changed anything about it. And if people are talking about it again, do you think that, I mean, it's getting close to where they're getting more? Well, the difference is uh, the collective bargaining agreement was negotiated prior to the last Women's mm. World Cup. Oh. Uh, and they, instead of completing the CBA negotiations this time, they suspended them for so that the women could work and win the World Cup, which they did. And now they're going to kick back up again. Hmm. Well, and it was interesting to me that Rapino, if that's, I've been saying Rapino, but Rapino, when she was on Rachel Maddow's program, essentially said what I, I would have said at first blush. Rachel Maddow asked, how can people support your cause of making more money? She's like, 
watch more games, buy more of our merch, mm-hmm. become season ticket holders. So essentially, if you like women's soccer, support it. Support it. Yeah, support exactly. local. It's a simple solution. I have a solution. Portland Timbers shirt on right now, yeah. but when I get a chance, I go to an Atlanta United game. Because right. I'm not going to be able to go to a Portland Timbers game. Well, and that's a solution I agree with. Like, if we want them to make more money. You know, it's funny. They'll it's, spend more money. People tend to dislike her because of how boisterous she is. Yeah, yeah. But... Everything I've heard from her has boiled down to personal responsibility. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's a that's good it. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I hear people like Trump or the people that talk about whatever he says regarding Rapino, and they just take it to this level where they paint her as this mm-hmm. woman on TV is painted, although she deserves it a lot more. Uh, AOC. Oh, good Lord. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, yeah, she, she brings her own heat. I see Rapino get painted as this, like rad femme sure and it's like that's that's i'm pretty sure if you sat down to have a conversation with her the only difference you would find is that she's super passionate about making sure that the next generation of americans can follow their dreams in a sustainable way yeah that's awesome well and it wouldn't be the first time the news is uh and this is a common theme of this show it politics is poisons culture I mean, it should have been this great moment of celebration, and it was, but it becomes also this political, you know, touch point that's a little icky to me, just not from one perspective or the other. It's just like, really? Now we're talking about the political, cultural aspect of this and not just enjoying the World Cup? And then talking in detail about, okay, you want to get paid more, how's the league structured? How's the federation structured? No, it becomes like, pick a side. Yeah. And let's paint the other side as this way. And you're it's automatically inclined to pick the side that you would typically support without even looking at the facts because, right. God forbid, you get ostracized. Well, and also, like, who's got the time? And this is honestly a big problem with the news and with politics in general. Who's got the time? To talk? To see the Yeah, whole to story. actually, like, <laughs> there's so many stories that in a 24-7 news cycle that who has the time to really dig in unless you're already coming to something with a passion and it happens to be in the news cycle. Producers, unpaid interns. Yep. And half of their work doesn't even get announced by the hosts. I heard something the other day about soccer and they were talking about why it's not big in the United States. And they said that if it was invented here, it would be. They said that that there is, a, I think, an American sort of, it's like the old, uh, like, there's a book I have by H.L. Mencken called The American Language, and it's back when Americans were very distinct. This isn't a joke. We don't speak English, we speak American. So much so that Mencken created, it's a very, it's like a 1,200-page book of the American lexicon compared to the Brits. And I think there has always been this weird American, well, pride, exceptionalism. And no, we do what we do. And not like the rest of the world. It's like, look at our, you know, the way we weigh things. What is it? The Im- Oh, it's not the uh, metric system. Not it's the imperial. metric system. The imperial standard, yeah. And it's a pound. It's not 2.2. Right. That's a kilogram. Well, and, you know, and it, it gets this momentum. It's like, that's how I was raised, how I was taught. Like, I was also taught metric, but only in a certain context in the science lab. And, like, for most things, you're talking miles and feet and yards, and that's what you use. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when I was talking to somebody from Germany, like, how long was the, the trip? We were watching Germany and Spain in the Women's World Cup when I was up in New York, and she's like, oh, was this so many kilometers? And I kind of ever look. She's like, oh, about this many miles. Saying, like, okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but, you know, we mentioned earlier the, the panhandle. And like how, in my opinion, that's like you get the weird Florida man story, and now Alabama's got these weird stories. Now, this is more of a joke than, um, than a real thing. But it fits. You brought this to my attention, Mr. Spotlow. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and by the way, I forgot to tell you, Troy, that uh, Seth is well... It's a Nazi! Mm-hmm. It was a Nazi man! Mm-hmm. He's my favorite Native American Nazi. I'm Cherokee and Italian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Far from a Nazi. Mm-hmm. He's not actually one I just like calling He likes that, that though. Yeah, I'm just more impressed that Joey managed to get the crack fox. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I had to wriggle that in there, you know. Uh, but no, there is... Uh, this is from... A Tennessee police department. They arrested a man, and while they're doing a raid on his home, they find him trying to flush meth down his toilet. 
So the Loretta Police Department in Tennessee arrests this guy, and then they put out a, um, a comment on Facebook. They said, this folks, quoting the police department, and really just taking it to Alabama, please don't flush your drugs, okay? When you send something down the sewer pipe, it ends up in our retention ponds for processing before it is sent downstream. Now, our sewer guys take great pride in releasing water that is cleaner than what is in the creek, but they are not really prepared for meth. Ducks, geese, and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think what one all hyped up on meth would do. Furthermore, if it made it far enough, we could create meth gators in Shoal Creek and the Tennessee River down in North Alabama. They've had enough methed up animals the past few weeks without our help. So if you need to dispose of your drugs, just give us a call. We'll make sure they are disposed of in the proper way. Yeah, this is after uh, the guy was arrested for an attack squirrel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as an Alabama man who claimed to have a methed up attack squirrel. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to see any meth gators. Just check twice next time you go to number two. They're not going to make it up the toilet. Man, who knows? You know, they're little. They can make it straight up the Now you're freaking me out. Hey, you better look. You're talking about like a baby gator? Hey, man. I'm more worried about snakes, if anything. Hey, got a snake fight. Freaking me out. Let's see who this is on the phone. Who's talking here on there? Who's this? Hey, Joey, this is Barbara. I have one quick comment okay. about the um, soccer woman. Okay. With the purple hair. Mm-hmm. Had she not said that she, and I'm, I may be mistaken, this may not be true, but had she not said that she wasn't going to the effing White House, I don't think all this would have mattered to a hill of beans. I think we would have been very supportive. But once she said that, and I don't know if it was, well, we know it was against the president. That's, that's when I was done with her. So that's my only comment, Joey. Okay. Join the show as usual. Appreciate it, Barbara. Really appreciate it. Um, no, I did. She say that? I think she did. Somebody did. Mm. So the story is that comment took place in January of this year, and they decided to release it after the president huh. made a comment about her not singing the anthem or having oh. her hand on her heart. And the comment was, "Are you going to the White House?" And she said, "F no." And mm. then she said. We won't be invited anyway, hmm. but God, God love the news. They're gonna, they're gonna take that out of context, out of time, and out of context. Well, it's back to my point too. It's like, why, why is this even? Yeah, she said we're not going to be invited anyway. But the initial response, everything was, is political. She said, "F no." I love that you said that because I'm not surprised at all. I don't, I don't believe him. I feel like I'm just getting lied to. The news, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we got to hit a break. We'll be right back, folks. Joey Clark. Conversation remains off air, but that's good news, Seth. That's yeah. good news. I'll calm down. And uh, now it's time to tell folks the show is brought to you in part by Eddie Bader with the Good Singing Group. Great guy. 322-0662. Yes, that is the number for Eddie Bader with the Good Singing Group. 322-0662. He's helping a lot of folks out. He's helping out Eric and Emily. He's uh, helping out Greg. Folks, if you want to Maybe buy or rent a great listing. The place where Greg Budell used to live. Give Eddie Bader a call, 322-0662. Seriously, Eddie has changed his own life by investing in real estate and learning the real estate market. He's helped 
all sorts of people buy and sell their homes here in the River Region. And because he's had this hands-on experience, again, changed his own life by investing in rental properties. He knows how to manage properties. He knows how to prepare a house for sale, a successful open house, how to get it out there in the market. Or if you're potentially a first-time home buyer and you don't know the ropes at all and all the little fees, things like the appraisal means, inspection, how to negotiate these things, Eddie Bader is your man. He can help you walk you help walk you through the process. So again, if you're looking to buy or sell your home, whether it's as an investment in the long term, rent it out, or you're looking for that place for your new family, give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. 322-0662. Again, that number, Seth? 322-0662. So I was telling y'all off air. Again, we have Troy and Mr. Spotlow here this evening. Um, I was telling y'all off air there's a court case that caught my interest, mostly because it has to do with scantily clad women. Hmm. It's out of Everett, Washington, started in 2017. There's a business model out there in Washington that's very popular called the Bikini Barista, where there are these essentially small pop-up coffee shops, like food trucks, imagined, and people can sort of pull up, and it's a drive-through situation, and the women who serve you and prepare your coffee are usually scantily clad in bikinis. You think, great. Well, um, these baristas in 2017 were Everett officials, the city of Everett. The municipal officials claimed that these bikini barista stands are responsible for prostitution and sexual violence. So they adopted a pair of moralistic ordinances to combat them over two years, which spurred a lawsuit. The court there in Washington said, well, mm, that's against their First Amendment right. Well, now, recently, two years later, in a 24-page opinion, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the U.S. District Court in Seattle erred in granting a temporary injunction that had barred the city officials from barring the women wearing those bikinis. The Ninth Circuit rejected the argument that the law violates the barista's First Amendment right to free expression, and they lifted the injunction, meaning the ban is back. It tra- this crackdown traces back to a series of complaints that started nearly a decade ago. Accusers included apparently eagle-eyed mother who told Everett police that while driving by a coffee stand, she saw a customer grope a bikini-clad barista, well, grope her intimate areas, while the next customer in line was clearly touching his genitals through his clothes as he was waiting. You saw all of this while driving by. Interesting. And in keeping with the theme, this month's ruling by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, it turned in part on the Everett Law's ban on the public display of some portions, and I'm quoting here from the legal documents, folks, and this is the ban from the city, on the anal cleft, which in everyday layman's terms, the butt crack. While the district court had determined, the lower court had determined, the Everett Law is impermissibly vague because, quote, the bottom one half of the anal cleft is not well defined or reasonably understandable, the Ninth Circuit ruled that the law is clear because both the term and its midpoint can be easily understood. In this way, the Ninth Circuit appeal uh, is apparently familiar with the, the particulars of the butt crack. And it recalls the Supreme Court's Justice uh, Justice Potter Stewart's famous detail-free explanation of porn. I know it when I see it. And this is the thing. The Supreme Court has protected, like, strippers, exotic dancers, all this stuff. They're protected. Like, they can do what they do. The Ninth Circuit has now said people wearing bikinis while selling coffee, you know, bikinis, Go to the beach down at the Gulf. Or hell, go to the pool here in Montgomery. Now, you can't wear one while serving coffee, but you can go out and hang out at the pool side by doing this. Could they not introduce a law to give those baristas the same protections? As strippers? Yeah. Okay. You'd think. I don't know. <laughs> In the beginning of the story, I heard it started with sexual violence, okay? Yeah. This makes me think that maybe somebody didn't pay for their coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. And somebody had to come down with a, uh, you know, arm hard in a bikini. Maybe there's like a 
the barista in a bikini, mm-hmm. like pimp or something up there that, you know, because, I mean, sexual violence. You're, over, violence you're, you're overthinking this. I, I got hung up on crackdown. <laughs> and, and then, and then uh, your, your anal cleft? I feel like yeah. it should be anal cleavage. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's undefined... Uh, sometimes you just don't got a lot of work, lot to work with. Yeah, know? and that's okay. I mean, some people just don't have much of a butt, you know, male or female. It's just a, it's a thing. Um, but yeah, it's the fact that a federal court is arguing over what is the definition of the midpoint of the anal cleft. It just made me go, really? No wonder the courts are so backed up. Give me a break, man. Well, that's because every time somebody wants to get argumentative and then comes up with a, a gotcha. In an argument, everybody says, oh, you should be a lawyer. (laughs) It's like, okay, so that's what we're going to train our lawyers to do. Be pedants. But uh, the lawsuit, they were claiming sexual violence and exploitation, but the lawsuit was brought against the city by the women wearing the bikinis. They're like, really? I'm just, we're just selling coffee and working for tips wearing a bikini. It's too easy, Joey. Yeah, I know. It is. It is. But that's exactly what they said. It's like, really, you're going to... Okay, come enforce your law. You're going to lock us up and arrest us for clothes that we would wear at the beach that you would never arrest us for. So they brought the lawsuit. I see that uh, y'all Qaeda is alive and well in Everett. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that moral majority out there. Was it the, the Reich wing? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Don't, hey, hey, not, not the Nazi. <laughs> but as the saying goes, and I'm taking this from a Reason.com article, the law is an ass. When you're on the wrong side of the law. You're. Even if you don't like the law and don't think it should be a law in the first place. Nope. You break it. It's a bit of an ass. You're not going to get your way. Hard headed. We'll see where that goes. God, it's just stuff like that that makes me shake my head. This is really what the government is is working towards, and you know that's, that's one portion of the government. Oh yeah, that's a circuit court. Yeah, I mean, there's well, that's the thing. There's so many different arms of the government. I mean, you could chop it up into legislative, judicial, and executive, and then the federal level, and the state level, and the city level. Uh, but there's just so many examples. Like, I've always been an advocate of less federal control, more local control. But the weirdest crap always starts at the local level. Yeah. For instance, if there is a law on... The idea that you need a law for everything is nonsense. There are just basic standards in a given community. And so if you do see weird, like, laws on the books, you know that thing happened <laughs> in that community, and they now need to pass a law. It's like most people aren't going to go run around... It's not a great example these days. People don't go to balls, but run around the mall completely naked and go streaking. That's just not... You don't need a law to tell people not to do that. It's 115 degrees outside. You can blame you know Adam and Eve for the fact that we don't like to go out with everything showing. But occasionally there is that one person that's like, yeah, I'm just going to be free. I'm going to streak, brah. <laughs> and so you got to have a law. All right. No streaking because of the children. All right. It always comes back to the children. We can't be naked because y'all couldn't behave. (laughs) You you could have just been streaking on the down low. Like, just why did you have to do it in front of the kids? Like, give me a break. But, you know, I found an article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But the the title is fantastic. It says, A Herd has no mind. This goes a bit back to what we were talking about with the the soccer pay, the women's soccer team and the pay controversy and the back and forth between Rapino and, and President. Uh, that that seemed more forced, by the way. Hmm. The Rapino and President thing. Yeah. Like that she said that in January and then didn't answer very many questions at all about the president oh, when no. he was because she was focusing on the World Cup. No, so the, but it's back the, to herd competition. Yeah. That that's the thing. It doesn't have to make any sense. If often it feels like the latest outrage is like really for instance, when Nike was going to put out during the 4th of July <laughs> their Betsy Ross flag shoes. And apparently Colin Kaepernick and a few other people are like you can't do that. The Betsy Ross flag is used by some white supremacist racist organizations. To which a quick response from the right wing was like, oh, look at this picture of Obama's inauguration. And there are two massive, like 40-foot Betsy Ross flags on either side of him. 
But anyway, the one that the part of this I loved is that all the people pissed off that Nike pulled the Betsy Ross sneaker from being on sale are now, well, it looks like the people who are boycotting Nike from the Kaepernick ad are now going to boycott Nike again. And it's, it's like the latest outrage. It's like, wait, you were already outraged about this company. I thought you already stopped buying their crap. I burned my Nike, so I had to go buy some more to burn them again, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you're going to burn the Betsy Ross flag shoes? Who's the radical leftist now? Not me. No, not you. I I'm, wasn't going to do that either. I am a, the pinnacle of consistency. I was saying, like, yeah. you generally. I wasn't singling you out. Really. Look at my eyes. Yeah? They're intense. Yeah. yeah I'm the, the pinnacle of, of consistency. He's kind of freaking me out. Hey, man, I, I get the same vibe. Mm -hmm. You could intimidate me yeah, with, with that dull stare. Oh, my God. I thought, I thought you stare. said dulcet stare, and I was about to be like, oh. Well, what's dulcet? <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> dulcet tones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a word. It's kind of a word. But this, every little outrage, like, I just find myself going, I don't have the energy to be angry about this. Have you ever woken up and said, what are we yelling about today? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of your job, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To find out what people are yelling about. Yeah, exactly. Not to be the yeller. Yeah. I mean, but like, okay, the thing happened. I, I do have to say, when I saw the president's tweet this morning uh, about, like, the congresswomen need to go back to where they're from, I'm like, Ooh. this is just dumb, Donald. <laughs> what are they, 12? Like, maybe yeah. politically. Twitter fingers. Like, maybe politically speaking, like, okay, now, and I get the argument they're making the democrats own you know the democrats must now defend their most radical members of their caucus and that's going to help you president trump define them as oh all the democrats are just as radical as these four but i i said to myself this is just dumb because i'm like wait three of them are f born and from the united states what do you mean go back from what that's the whole yeah i'm like what and then he doubled down today. Oh yeah, he was like, "I'm not, I'm not concerned about uh, the neo Nazis supporting what I said." <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, that's a that's a game of like, I mean, how many times was he asked and was like, "What about David Duke?" And it's like you can't answer that question enough. Apparently, well, it's the old uh, LBJ strategy. This guy like fornicates with pigs. They're like, sir, we can't put that out there. It's not true. I was like, yeah, I know it's not true. I just want to hear him deny it. <laughs> and it's it, it's just politics is so sleazy like that. The, like, the thing is, though, is he gives us plenty of ammunition to be like, Donald, why? <laughs> Maybe that's the idea. There's so many people that would be okay with you if you would just stop shut your that. mouth. Yeah, stop doing that. Because Maybe it gives, gives him something to talk about. Maybe. Maybe he's just fueling the fire. But it kind of derailed his big event this morning. He was supposed to be doing this, like, made in America thing, where, like, all these companies make it stuff. And no, the one question is about, what about your racist tweet? So now he's going to have to quadruple down by doing what he has been doing in his entire presidency so far and just increase the amount of crazy things that happens mm -hmm. so that we quickly forget about the one crazy thing that would trip him. Well, and I think at the end of the day, he got what he wanted. He's now, and that's exactly the tweet he came out with today. He's like, the Democrats are these radical socialists who anti-American, anti-Israel haters. It, that's what he was trying to do. But the first tweet that set all this off was so dumb, I'm like... You didn't even attack them correctly. I think it's uh, Green is the congressman's name. He's he's pulling up the articles of impeachment again. Oh, Al Green. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be the boy who cried wolf. Eventually, he's yeah. gonna do something impeachable. I mean, I suppose technically he already has, but yeah, it's it's, just... he's gonna do something absolutely impeachable and. Everyone's going to be like, sorry, Al, you've brought it up twice. You can't well, do it again. Also, at this point, I think people don't, they don't really think through what impeachment is. Impeachment is not a criminal charge. Nope. All impeachment is, and there really is no clear standard for what's an impeachable defense. High crimes and misdemeanors doesn't mean anything legally. It's a political question up to the people in Congress. And all it does is we impeach him. And that means, okay, the House of Representatives has decided he did these things. You, the Senate, must now decide whether or not to remove him from office. I mean, he could kill somebody. Let's use his own quote. He could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue in New York. The House impeaches him. And then the Senate convicts. Does it mean he's convicted of murder? No. Just means he's out of office. Oh, really? 
Yeah, then later a correct prosecutor with jurisdiction could charge him for murder. But it all, that's all impeachment does is remove somebody from office. This guy who's essentially made his recent political career all about impeaching Trump, I think Tom Steyer, he's a billionaire Democrat. He's not in office, though. No, he's not. He's running for president now. Oh. And so he's been running on impeach Trump, impeach Trump. And, like, and he kind of makes the point now, deciding he's going to run for office. At this point, just beat him in the general election. Yeah. It's the same effect as impeachment. So yeah. go for it. Although you would feel a lot better being like, I got the guy that raped a 13-year-old girl out of office. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my... Wait, which guy? Trump. He raped a 13-year-old girl? That's what the court case says. Oh, good Lord. Made her wear blonde wig. It was a lawsuit against him? Mm-hmm. Mm, Refused okay. to wear a condom. It's it's brutal. Don't read it. Mm. I could not be one of those guys in the FBI or working for a DA's office that had to review cases like that. Oh, no, man. You know, like, they, they, but they're... People say they recovered like certain amounts of gigabytes of child porn. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to go through oh. all of that, right? Well, and I couldn't do that. That's what's amazing with this Epstein case. Oh. It's like how how is this guy just now being charged? All the money and there is, is his wife is Mossad, right? And this is the the thing that only one reporter put this out from the Daily Beast, so it's not like Infowars or something. And she said that she got sources who were on the Trump transition team that when Acosta, this guy just resigned as labor secretary, he was asked by the transition team, what about this whole Epstein plea deal? And Epstein said, yeah, somebody came to me and said he's way above your pay grade. He's intelligence. And that's the only place that's reported it. I, I, so I, what my response to that would have been is, and you didn't think to ask which country he was intelligence for? Right. Because I've got information here that says his wife's Mossad. So... I, if, if I'm a judge in the United States and he's intelligence for another country and someone tells me it's above my pay grade, I'm going to ignore them mm-hmm. because that's Israel. That's not right. Well, not the United I, States. I mean, they're part of the apparently they've shifted the five eyes away from the five eyes. The word on the street is we're working with Mossad and we're working with the Saudis for a lot of intelligence gathering in the Middle East, which is just like, ugh. Good Lord. Let's let's share intelligence with the people that destroyed the Twin Towers. Right. Let's do that. This is where it makes me like tip my hat to Tulsi Gabbard. When she just got in there in that first debate a little bit, oh, and by the way, Saudi Arabia is our enemy, not our friend. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. It's just such a crazy world. It's like, how are these... Well, it's what's expected. Imagine... How are these people getting away with it? Well, it's power and money. That's how mm-hmm. it works. Imagine the moral dilemma you must feel keeping the status quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if if I had a conscience as one of those politicians, and I was being pressured to maintain the status quo, when I knew that the Saudis did it, and I had that information in front of me, but... You'll lose a donor. You'll lose this company. You'll well, lose all your money. And also, I've, I've started to think, um, and I'm trying to be a little more nuanced, it could be there are multiple factions in Saudi Arabia. It could be that there are multiple factions within the U.S. intelligence community. There are all these different camps vying for different things. Sure. Um, it, when we talk about the rich and powerful doing all this salacious crap... Often they do it and get away with it and use their money and power to get away with it. But then also often throughout history, people assume those with money and power do these salacious things. So a lot of accusations are made and it's like, well, it could or may may not be true. The difference between the United States and Saudi Arabia in that regard is we don't have Langley School of Journalism popping up everywhere. Unlike the Salafists that are importing their religion through education. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Salafists, for those who don't know, that's Al-Qaeda, essentially. That's the big umbrella term for any radical Sunni Muslim group. It's a, Yeah, it's like, it would be like Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. Except... Less cartoonish, and they actually blow things up. And their numbers are huge. And that's it's, the it's, free it's the state-sponsored religion of... Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's, it's a messed up world in this regard. Where you're trying to make heads or tails of it, but we're so caught up in the outrage machine that no, there's no clear news or information's going to come out. We're just going to pick a side, pick our camp, bitch and moan at one another, and ignore a lot of the details going on. 
whatever's convenient. Yeah, it's convenient. It's easier to do that. And, of course, now that, uh, and you better believe me, folks, just watch your, look in the mirror. I do it all the time. Look in the mirror, and this is why I swipe left on myself. Uh, It's like, as the election gets closer, the American people are going to come, become more double-minded, more dishonest, more uncharitable, especially to the other side. Just how this whole thing works. It's, we don't have time to try to understand our political enemies. We have to beat our political enemies and say the most outrageous things we can in order to make them look bad, to win over the mushy middle who barely pays attention that's where we're at and it's only going to heat up because we're not even in 2020 yet we're halfway through 2019 and i can already feel the shift going on yeah if, if i were to be a part of a debate and they asked me a policy question my response would probably i mean i would probably bs the answer yeah but if i were to be honest about it it would be like when I look in the mirror, I want to swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> you know what mine would be? We just need to fill everything with buckets of love. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're on that Marianne Williamson train. Buckets of love. I just yeah. like saying She's that. She's crazy. We covered her more, was it yeah, Wednesday night yes. last week? With love? Uh, yes. Oh, with love. Uh, yeah, oh. just dumped all that divine love all over buckets her. But apparently she's not talking out of her ass. She she, she's out of a school. It's called A Course in Miracles. It's like this 1960s new scripture dictated through a voice of Jesus Christ to a a Jewish psychologist. And she started taking this dictation. It's over 1,200 pages. It sold millions of copies. And this is the inspiration for Marianne Williamson's musings. Kind of like like Edgar Cayce. Yeah, or it's like in the Scientology camp, Mormonism, maybe not as popular as Mormonism. Um, But it's got a lot more followers than you think. And, okay. and this, and it's, yeah, it makes you go, oh, I was about to curse. Wow. But damn, this is a weird country. How do we, at times I really do think, how do we keep it together? Like, it is bizarre. Like, all the things that go on in this country and these little, I think it's going to get worse. The more the internet, because of the internet, gets going, all these little pockets will rear their heads into the mainstream. You'll be like, oh, wow, that's been going on for 70 years. Okay. It makes me think of that Ben Harper and Innocent Criminal song. Keep it together so I could fall apart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's where we're going, America. 2020, let's fall apart together. Watch you burn! What good is unity unless it can be torn apart? Here you go.